The Female Millennial Podcast is where you get to have girl talk with me, Brittany Nicole, every Monday. So grab your coffee and your notebook. Let's chat. Good morning, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Female Millennial Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Nicole. So today's podcast episode is all about business, and it's all about how you can continue or how you can start putting yourself out there to work with more brands and companies. So I get asked on Instagram a lot how I'm able to work with certain brands and certain companies and produce content. So I want to share with you all a few key ways that I'm able to do this and how I've been able to expand the numbers of companies and brands that I've been working with within like two months. This by far is not an easy process and it kind of requires you to have your own personal um, spin on it because only you can be you and essentially you are pitching yourself to these brands and companies So the reason why I'm saying this is because you do not want to follow someone else's step-by-step on how they're able to accomplish these things. You really have to take the step-by-step and make it your own or else it is not going to work and it is not going to come off genuine to these brands. So, you know, before I start, I always like to give my personal account on how I got to where I am today because I feel like if I give my personal account, then you guys would, I guess, you know, kind of believe that I know what I'm talking about. So I've had my personal blog, The Britney Diaries, I want to say for about four years now. And before that was when I had Herstyle Media, I think like a year. Yeah, like a year before that was when I started Herstyle Media. But I came to the realization that I wanted Herstyle Media to be bigger than me. And I didn't really want to tie in like my personal opinions and things like that to her style media so I decided to branch off from that and create my own blog platform as we know in the beginning stages they are truly like the hardest and the most humbling stages and even now um, when you're going through the journey you do have certain instances um, that continue to humble you and show you why you started in the beginning Now, I was posting content um, very frequently, but my social media reach was not that high. And honestly, when I was starting my blog, my readership wasn't that high either. So, you know, the campaigns that I would get, they would not be paid campaigns, um, but they would be fun to me because I never worked with any brands. So if a brand wanted to give me a $50 gift card to shop their store, and then write about the pieces that I got for spring, summer. That was really exciting to me because I was able to put that, at least I did a campaign or work with this brand on my media kit. And over time, I would get similar campaigns to that. But guys, this was back in like 2012 when social media kind of looked, kind of like just started so it was like I wasn't I guess I wasn't really aware 
at how if you have like this massive following or if you have this massive community on social media that really engages with your content and really just likes you, how much that would appeal to the brand. And I almost think recently was when brands started going after the influencers and not the models to have them be the spokespeople for their brand. So the blogger influencer space was still very, very new. And the people that I followed all had YouTube channels. So I didn't really have anyone to look at that had like an actual blog platform that I was aware of. I'm pretty sure there were so many people that had blog platforms that I could have looked at. But it was just that the people that I was interested in and really looked up to, they had YouTube channels instead. So fast forward from the beginning, 2012 slash 2013 to now 2018, I'm now being more consistent in my content and I'm starting to see reward on my return, which is what I'm going to get into with you guys now. I have seen a tremendous growth in my platform not only just my blog platform, but my Instagram platform by just being consistent. And so now I'm at a point where, you know, I'm working with brands all the time and um, I'm pitching myself to them and I'm pitching campaign ideas and I'm establishing relationships and I'm fostering really good um, collaborations that could be ongoing which is the reason why I wanted to do this podcast because I struggled in the beginning and I was struggling up until maybe about six months ago because my thought process was if I do X, Y, Z, then these brands, these companies would come to me. And that is not the case all the time. You cannot expect to grow your Instagram following and expect that Your favorite brand will just come running to you now since you have 20,000 followers. You have to put yourself out there and you have to make yourself seen to these brands. And I kind of regret all of those years where I was just working, 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 focusing on building, building, building. But I was building my platform, but I wasn't building these relationships. And that's what we're really going to get into today. Why it's important to build these relationships with brands and why your pitch is important now than ever in an industry that is so saturated, overly saturated, and just like how you can stand out and be unique to your audience and your perspective. So I hope you have a pen, a notepad ready because, sis, I am about to spill the tea, okay? I'm about to spill the tea on how you can increase the brands you work with and your brand partnerships just by a few steps that essentially are so easy, especially if you're being true and genuine to who you are as a platform and who you are as a brand. So by this point, I would expect that if you are interested or in the phase of pitching to brands that you already have everything settled as far as your niche, who your audience is, what your platform looks like, what your aesthetic is, and things like that. So we're not going to go backwards. We're just going to go forward from there. The number one step in 
pitching to brands is to do your research. And I feel like doing your research is the number one step to a lot of things to be truly successful. Really pay attention to the type of brands that you want to work with. But don't just pay attention in the aspect of, ooh, I like their mascara or, ooh, I like their face mask. Pay attention in the aspect of how does this brand tie back to my brand and is it really possible for us to work together not now or do I just want to foster a relationship for the future? So let's say, for instance, you want to work with NARS, right? NARS has millions of followers on Instagram. Their aesthetic is mostly like dark, grungy, but also like chic and elegant and like how they display their photos throughout their marketing, throughout their social media platforms and things like that. So you know that they have a high following, you know that they're a brand that you love and you know what the aesthetic and imagery is essentially. Now you go back to your personal brand and you have the same imagery and aesthetic that NARS carries. And I'm not saying that all the time you have to have the same imagery and aesthetic, but it does appeal to them more if your aesthetic is kind of in line with what their aesthetic is because they kind of visualize how you're going to do the campaign if you all have the ability to work together. So you see that your aesthetic is similar, um, but the one downfall is is that NARS has millions of followers and you are still a micro-influencer or a micro-micro-influencer. My advice would be to that is, sure, like if you want to start a communication or a conversation with NARS, I am all for that. But just think about how overly saturated the space is for influencers and think about the type of campaigns that they've been working on and the type of influencers that they've been working with. If you are below the 50K mark on Instagram, I would say to find more brands that are in the same realm as NARS, but they don't have such a high following, if that makes sense. So for me, I was just like, you know, I want to work for these bigger brands and I want to do campaign for these bigger brands. But, you know, like my following isn't up there yet. So... I went specifically to brands that I still liked, but that had a lower following as well because I knew that they would be more um, willing to work with me and to produce content with me and things like that. So you kind of have to know your limit. Knowing your limit comes with doing your research. So if you're finding that the list of brands and companies that you want to work with have millions of followers, but you only have 10,000 followers, then you need to go back and find those indie brands that you still love very much because they will be willing to work with you more and help you build your following. And they will be more open to the possibilities of collaboration and campaigns. And once you build your resume by working with these indie brands who are still reputable in the beauty space, then you would be able to appeal to a company like NARS and say, you know what, through working with these indie brands, I've been able to increase my following by 50, you know, 5,000. So let's say you went from 10,000 to 15,000 by working with these indie brands. Then you can say to them, I have 15,000 followers. I have a unique fan base or community and I work with X amount of beauty brands. 
you know, and done X amount of campaigns and this is, you know, the results from those campaigns and this is why I feel like I am now qualified or now ready to take on a huge campaign with you. So next is all about the outreach and the pitch. This is what's going to catch the brand's eye to your page. This is what is going to get them to start noticing you and essentially working with you. So my process is, you know, I usually find brands that I really, really like, can really, really connect with, message them on Instagram, asking them who would be the best person to contact if I would like to collaborate with them, and then carry that over to my email pitch where I go full throttle and say, you know, this is how many followers I have, this is how engaged my community is, this is what I can bring to the table, please let me know if we can collaborate in any type of way. And of course, there's a certain way that I put it together to make it truly my own and to really just give insight into my community because I know they want to know who I'm reaching and who is engaging with me on my platform. Where I feel like a lot of people mess up is that they pitch themselves, but while pitching themselves, they start talking about like rates and how much this would be and how much that would be. And if you are truly trying to foster a relationship with this brand, you cannot come off the bat talking about payment. You know, like you have to foster the relationship first. You have to get their trust. You have to produce content that is up to their standards first before you even talk about payment. Now, I'm not saying that after your initial pitch that payment won't come into the conversation, but I'm talking about in your initial pitch, talking about how you should receive X amount to compensate your services that you have not even done yet. And that's just all about being genuine. If a brand feels like you want to do a campaign or collaborate with them because you really, really like the brand, then you will not be talking about money first. But if you start talking about money first and how much you think you should get paid for a video and how much you get, you should get paid for an Instagram post, then they're just going to be like, okay, well, this person just wants to work with us so that we can essentially pay them. And that's all they're worried about is being paid for a project that hasn't even been fostered yet. So be careful of that and how you come off in your pitch. You want to come off genuine as possible, and that's how you're going to be able to catch the eye of these brands. The last thing I would say as far as fostering a relationship and working with brands is to execute more than they expect. So I did a campaign with a skincare brand that I really, really believe in. Um, I really love their mission. I really love the founder and what she's about and things like that, and I loved it so much that I was willing to work with them for free because I knew that they didn't have a budget to really just give me, you know, what I essentially feel like I would ask for in a certain situation like this, but, you know, knowing that they didn't have a budget and things like that, I still wanted to work with them because I believe so much in the brand that I really just wanted to help them, so I ended up working with them, and The project was just supposed to be me posting about it and um, me doing a giveaway with them. I ended up delivering so much more because of my interest and my love for the brand. So not only did I post about them on social media, not only did I do the giveaway, but I posted about them throughout my Instagram stories. I wrote a blog post for them. And at the end of the, the campaign, 
I gave them full package of results for everything, which essentially some influencers and some bloggers have in their head. Well, if I'm doing this for free for you, then I don't have to deliver the best results because I'm doing it for free and you shouldn't expect me to put in all this work for something that I'm not getting paid for. That is not how I thought about it at all, and that is not how I think about any of the campaigns that I have. For all campaigns that I have, I want to go above and beyond because you don't know where that relationship could take you. So I went above and beyond for them, even though I wasn't getting compensated in monetary ways, and they were so excited, and they were so shocked by the level of results that it received, and how I just packaged everything, and how I went above and beyond. They were so shocked that they asked if they could work with me again during the holiday season and that we would, you know, talk about the details and things like that. But this is how you foster relationships. You foster relationships by going above and beyond for these brands because, you know, the beauty space, it seems very big, but essentially, like, everyone knows everyone. And if that one brand is able to vouch for me, while talking to other brands about what influencers and who they work with, who knows where my next campaign could come from just by them saying that I did such a good job working with them. So I just want to wrap up this podcast and say, do your research. Still, you know, find brands that you are very, very interested in working with. And even if your following does not match up with their following now, Still start a communication with them because you never know where that could lead you to in the future. But in the meantime, work with brands who align more with your following and who are looking to grow just like you're looking to grow. Be genuine in your outreach and your pitch and really just start off the communication, not by telling them what you deserve, but telling them what you can deliver them in order to get to what you deserve for delivering that quality content. Lastly, when you are in the delivering stage, deliver more than what is expected. So you are able to cover your back and say, I did X, Y, and Z for you. I went above and beyond for you. And these brands will never have a bad thing to say about you because they know that you go above and beyond. And when you go above and beyond is when they will want to work with you more and essentially pay you more for the quality work that you're, you're doing. So continue to do that. Do all of these three steps, but do it your way and do it what feels most comfort, comfortable to you and you will never fail. I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope that you guys are going to go out there and really pitch yourselves to brands. And I'm really excited to see where you guys end up. Like, I'm really excited. So have a great day. Have a great Monday. Really kick ass the rest of the week. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.